And welcome to the footy sphere. It feels like it's been quite a while since we've done something like this. I don't know why. Maybe it's just getting back to the work and the swing of things that's making things seem like it's taking forever. Joined again by my partner in crime on all things football, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing, man? I'm good in your time. Yeah, it does feel like it's been fair. I think with the FA Cup and everything in between, it's been a little bit of a stretch for us. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back and uh, looking forward to the next game week. Yeah, man. So let's just quickly rehash the last game week. It's been like a bit of time since we last did this. The double game week for Liverpool saw them winning both of their games. Um, crucial moment for Liverpool in that time. I mean, they've managed to now put themselves 19 points clear. Um, some people thought maybe they would lose a bit of points here, but that never happened. Uh, two tricky away fixtures, beating Wolves and beating West Ham. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think it, I think it was a good win throughout. If you look at how Liverpool played throughout those games. You could see they were up for it and they really, really want to win. Um, even though Wolves did make a game of it, it's still Liverpool's game. And the way they play, even against West Ham, it looks like it still looks so easy for them to just grind out wins, get the win week in and week out. They're scoring goals for fun, the best defensive record in the league. It just looks so good at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the 19 points clear, it's like it's definitely showing a statement from them at the moment. Um, we saw Tottenham able to come back and finally put a win on of the last few games. It's been a tough time for you guys out there. We saw them come back. I myself didn't get to watch the game. What did you make of Spurs' yeah. performance against Norwich? It was a poor, it was a poor, uh, poor f- uh, performance again. Uh, it was a goal from uh, Son Heung-Ming. A header at the back post, the loop deflected, and then he got the tap-in at the end there. But it was good to get the win underneath the belt again. And it's our first win of the year. And that's the big thing. We hadn't won in five. And we just needed a win to get back to back to normal again. Just get the wheels moving again and get into a good direction. Because the next few game weeks, Spurs do have a drop. Uh, we're coming up against uh, Man City this week, who... Have been the free train of, of late. Besides Liverpool, they've really been in good form. Have City. Yeah, I know. We saw them. They uh, came away also with the win in their last one. Um, let's talking about uh, one more game. I just want to talk about, and it's the guys we always yeah. like to talk about. Watford, who are showing a huge resurgence in form, playing well, and they were yeah. looking very dangerous as the team, as we know, with the quality they have in the side that they're capable of doing that. Mm. But they uh, lost this last weekend. That's two one against Aston Villa, who are also still showing the Premier League, that they are not here to just be coasters. They are definitely fighting for this as well. Yeah, and the thing is, that was the six-point swing game. If you take away that game, Villa would be in the relegation zone and Watford would actually be out. And that was a very important game for Watford and Villa. Watford are still only in the goal, I mean, only in the relegation zone on goal difference because West Ham and them have the same amount of points as West Ham have uh, two goal. They are two goals better off. Yeah, and it's going, to, it's going to be a tight race. I can see all the way to Brighton to Watford. That's four. That's what 15th place, 19th place. It's only two point gap now, and it's getting very tight there at the moment. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely over there. Um, next game, well, first game. Let's talk about the first game now coming up this weekend: uh, Leicester City and Chelsea. It's a very yeah. that should be a tasty affair. I mean, Frank Lampard does have his Chelsea team playing some solid football, although results have been a bit of a mixed bag. Leicester City, despite those lapses where after they lost to Liverpool, have kind of got themselves back on track and performing 
as their position in the league says so. They're third, eight points clear of Chelsea. Do you think Chelsea are capable of closing the gap on Leicester City this weekend? That's the thing with Chelsea. They show up for the big games and then fizzle out against all the small teams. And that's the thing. I, I don't know what to make of them at the moment. Uh, Frank Lampard likes to be almost like the, un- the underdog in, in, in games at the moment. And that's the way he's setting the team out. It's not about possession-based. It's not about any of that. It's about catching teams on the break and yeah. playing from there. But it's Chelsea. You want to see good football. You've got big players there. And you can't keep doing that against the bigger side. We, we look at, there's a top seven, top eight now. So that's 16 games or 16 games a season, you're going to have to be playing top half of the league teams and you can't play that way. And that's been the main downfall for Chelsea this season. So I think Leicester may get something from here and go away with it. Because I Hopefully, I think Vardy will be back. They've been missing him since the new year. Yeah, picked up a knock. His kid was born. So I think, I think we could see a resurgence here now. Just, uh, I think it will be good for Leicester City as well coming into that uh, break that's coming up. Another game that's looking very interesting is the Crystal Palace Sheffield United game. Now this one's a bit of a weird one because Sheffield United were on top form. I mean, they were surprising everybody in the league. And if we look at yeah. the recent form guard, they've not they've been struggling. I mean, in the last six, they've only won one, last three drawn yeah. two. But Crystal Palace don't fare much better. I mean, they were they were bragging about being an undefeated team, but like it was all draws. They weren't picking up the three points. Yeah. They were losing two points every game. But I guess in a team in Crystal Palace's position, they are happy to just grind away getting those points every now and then. Do you think yeah, Sheffield think- could try push their form, get themselves back onto the pool against a Crystal Palace team that is very difficult to break down at home. I think this could be one of the worst games of the weekend. Quite honestly, I think this could be a boring draw. If you and it is like you said with 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 Palace the way they play, but even in the last five, they've drawn four out of the five games. But they picked up draws against City and Arsenal in that. They're not just picking up draws against small teams here. They're actually fighting against big teams and they'll stay up quite easily. But the thing is. You know how fans are. They're going to want to f- want to see good football after a while. So for how long can Palace keep this up? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how some fans take it, but I guess like they understand they don't have the resources as the big teams have. So yeah. they're happy to see their team get what they can. But at the end of the day, you also want to watch entertaining football. I mean, you pay a lot of money. You put a lot of effort into supporting a club. There comes a time when the fans want to see their teams go at teams and get wins rather than play for the draws. True. 100%. You need to get more. Uh, we saw that with likes of Stoke. They didn't play good football under Pulis, but Pulis kept them up every single season. Sack Pulis, went down, haven't seen them since. Yeah, they've actually been struggling down there in the, in the, premiership, um, in the championship. My apologies. Yeah. Again, yeah. let's talk about a game that might be the opposite of that. Potentially, in my head, I think the Watford-Everton game could surprisingly be a decent one. I mean, Watford yeah. had good reign of form before they recently had their little blip now. And Everton on the resurgence with Carlo Ancelotti. This could yeah. potentially be tasty. But thinking of Ancelotti and he's playing away, there might be a sense that he might set up to just frustrate Watford for a bit and then play on the break, which could showing a lack of goals but I'm hoping and the football purist in me wants to see these two teams who have great attacking players go at each other yeah and that's something that we'd all love to see we'd love to see 
Watford play the way they have and Everton just have a bit more freedom now and play from there. They, they both teams do have good attacking uh, uh, threats in their team and they should be going for it. And this could be a game where it's like a free-for-all for both teams. Everton looks safe and they don't look like they, they may jump into the top half of the season come the end, but this could be a game where Watford really could turn up here and there could be some exciting goals in this game. Yeah, oh, man, I really hope so. One that will definitely most likely, looking at form, that will pick up goals is the current league leaders, Liverpool, playing against another mm-hmm. team that is continuing their half-line. I mean, if you're looking at the form table in the last six, they're sitting third now. Liverpool, Southampton, mm-hmm. at Anfield. That could prove yeah. to be a delicious um, matchup, especially if Danny Ings starts against his old club. We know he has already scored against Liverpool this season. I'm sure he'll be yeah. looking into the back of the net again and I'm sure Southampton I mean knowing the history of Liverpool and Southampton in terms of transfers where everyone was calling uh, Southampton Liverpool's academy side Southampton will have a thing to prove here and say can we be the team that beats Liverpool first in the season and Liverpool are going to continue doing what they can to keep that run for the Premier League I mean they're taking the games the days game by game and yeah, I'm excited about that one. As a Liverpool fan, I'm keen to see what Southampton can throw at us and to see how we deal with that. Yeah, and then there's another incentive for Southampton. They've been such a good run of form. Everybody else has been in such bad form that if they win this, they could go to fifth. Yeah. They could be in a spot to actually get Europe, if not Champions League, at least Europa League. So they've got a lot to fight for. If they can pick up something from this game, because all the big six play each other. Yeah. Spurs play City, Leicester play Chelsea. Uh, may not play Wolves. That takes out the big six. So all of a sudden, if there's draws there, they could almost jump all the way to fifth place this weekend. Oh, that's and good. that could be a good game for them. And Ings, the way he's playing, I think he has a point to prove against his former employers. Southampton have that bit of a, well, not grudge, a bit of a axe to grind with Liverpool for their players as well. So, yeah, yeah I think this could, be, uh, this could be a good one. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, one that could potentially, we, that could be uh, satisfying, but we never know. We've said this, I think, in a few podcasts before. Man United versus Wolves. That, oh. in terms of, okay, let's forget about, uh, like, I know the City uh, Tottenham game in terms of names is probably the big one. Yeah. But a game that probably has a lot to, like, a lot more in the background to it. Man United, mm-hmm. Wolves. Man United need to start bringing some hope back into their fans. I mean, you've been hearing some crazy rumours about fans threatening Ed Woodward's family, uh, these huge protests that are going to come up against the Glaciers and everything, and like a lot of dissatisfaction at United, which has potentially changed now with the signing of Bruno Fernandes. Um, mm. There's a lot of people that are saying that he's going to be a fantastic signing, but in my mind... They've got Pogba there. Uh, if Pogba has been struggling to make that team light up, what is how much can Bruno Fernandes really do to a team that is just not playing the way they should be? Yeah. thing is, if you want to be a world-class team, you need world-class players. Yeah. You need something that works. If you don't have world-class players, you need a system that suits your players. Leicester showed us that. But once you lose your core of that team... You can't do it as well until you replace from there. And Mayor, for me personally, don't have the squad to do it. 
Yeah. The back line is not good. The midfield isn't there. They have a good forward line, but the core isn't there at the moment. So I don't believe they have it there. Wolves, on the other hand, is probably my second favorite team in the league at the moment. I love that team to bits. I love watching them play. Wolves is on. I'll watch that game. They're exciting brand of football. They're coming at teams in this fearless brand of football. And, yeah, it's quite good to watch at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Wolves, in my opinion, as a Liverpool fan, that Wolves game that we had in this last game week was probably, they were the team that has made us struggle the most. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they were the better side in that game. Um, Liverpool, just by their mental toughness, got through that game. Wolves definitely gave Liverpool the toughest game of their season. Um, saying that, uh, just something that you mentioned when you talked about if you don't have the world-class players, you need to have the system that fits your players. And you mentioned Leicester yeah. has shown us that. But I think we also need to give a big mention to Wolves uh, showing us that. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. they don't have world-class players in there at all. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're actually looking at them in terms of Europa League and Premier League, they have done better than what some of the big six teams would do when they had the Europa League. And... Yeah. Uh, the Premier League. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I think I think the big thing there was team chemistry and knowing how to play. If you look at the core of that team, the core of the team is Portuguese. Nunes has done such a good job there. From the back line, he's done it from there. You got Dra Patricio in there. You got Jota. You got uh, João Moutinho. He made sure the spine of the team works, and then he pulled out the wide areas with pure pace and a Dimitrora. He's got a finisher in. Raul Jimenez. Yeah. The core of that team, I think, is brilliant and the chemistry is unbelievable in the team because they know how each other, how they play. Yeah, and there seems to also be just like a, a positive um, atmosphere in that club and like a sense to work together because they know they don't have the world-class talent, but they know if they work together and they trust in their coach who's been amazing, that things are going to yeah. happen for them and it is happening for Wolves and I'm very happy that that type of that that is still happening in football today, despite all this thing with financial fair play and the big teams having too much money. Yeah. He is showing that there's a lot more to coaching and a lot more to the sport and a lot more to your mental state and everything. And you can make something of it if you just apply yourselves and put your mind to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah, it's, it is a great thing because you look at the league. I think there's two teams that are really showing that at the moment. That is Sheffield and Wolves. They just go about their business week in, week out, and they're just happy to be here. They put a smile on all the fans' faces. If you're in neutral, you're enjoying Wolves and Sheffield at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's just uh, pick it up here a little bit because we are uh, starting to run a little bit short on time here. Burnley versus Arsenal. This is an interesting one again for Arsenal fans. I mean, Burnley are pushing themselves in good form. They've won their last two, and Arsenal still sitting in this weird place. I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. If you have anything you can add on to there. The thing is, Burnley are top four killers. That we know that. You don't go to Turf Moor and pick something up. They are big four killers. You saw it against Chelsea in the middle of the season. The last two games, they've beaten Leicester, they've beaten Manchester United. And right now, Arsenal must be wary. Arsenal the type of team who don't like the physicality. They don't like uh, the bigger teams with bigger, stronger defences. And they don't like the long ball being played into the box. And Burnley are going to do that. They're going to hurt you from set players and things like that. And this is a game I think could actually hurt Arsenal at the moment. 
Do uh, Arsenal have a bomber yang back for this match? Uh, I don't think so. No, we should not be back yet. It should be still one up. Yeah, that's a very tough one for them to take because he's pretty much been like their main guy this season. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get to the final, final beautiful game of this weekend. Your boys Spurs coming up against Manchester City. Can you guys do Liverpool a favour and potentially then City at pushing us? I know we're 19 points clear. Can you give us another three points leeway where we could potentially beat Southampton and make ourselves 22 points? Can you do that for us? Honestly, if I could, I would. <laughs> uh, the way the team is playing at the moment, I'm not sure. But the thing is, in the last, in June, maybe two seasons ago, City was our bogey team. We couldn't beat City. Aguero has the most goals against Spurs. It was really hard. And then last season, something turned around. VAR went in our favour in Champions League and in the league against City and everything seemed to go well. And right now, we actually have City's number, even though we don't play well against them. If we come away with a point at the moment with the amount of injuries and things we have, I'm more than happy. I'd be so happy to take it. But the way Aguero and KDB are playing at the moment, it is amazing to watch them play. Would you be happy to take a point? Oh, yes. 100%. I would take a point and run away right now. <laughs> Perfect. But I'm definitely sure Pep Guardiola is not looking to that. He's looking to make sure they come. He's not going to, even though he probably sees that it's a bit tough to try catch Liverpool now, he's still going to want to keep putting pressure on because he knows it's it, the smallest chance can still be a chance. Um, yeah. Going into Fantasy Premier League, last game week was a bit of a, a tough one for a lot of people to take. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I heard a stat that majority of people double captained uh, Mane, and not just that, they triple captained him with the bonus power play, uh, and then yeah. got injured. And I think he got one point in that game. So if you did all those, you maybe got six points out of it. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was a harsh one. Mane first game, and oh, that was dangerous. The weird thing is. The top scorer of the week was Mohamed Salah. Yeah. And the thing is, everybody banged on Liverpool's defense going well. So, Trent did his job. You got 12 points the week. You captain mm-hmm. Trent, you got 24. Yeah. The thing is, you trapped captain Mohamed Salah, you got 48 points. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing now. Mane is going to be out for a little while. Um, so, I think... The big thing is maybe getting Salah into the squad, a direct replacement for Mane, nice and easy. Don't have to break the bank. It's about a 0.7 difference yeah. and working from there. The other problem is Man City forwards are the, out of the three top forwards in the league right now, two of them are City forwards. Mm. And they're in such good form. You cannot take your eyes off City and you have to really be thinking about City. The thing and, is, yeah, that's going to be dangerous for Sorry, yeah, go, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, with Jamie Vardy being out for a while, the top midfielder is uh, Pires from uh, Leicester because he's rated as a midfielder at 6.2. And with potentially Vardy coming back, that could be dangerous. So I would stay clear of that and just have a look at the City boys and the Liverpool guys again because they always say form... Form trumps everything. If you have form, you can go on a good run. But just watch out for City because they have a blanket game week uh, 28 and their fixtures are rough. 
The next eight game weeks, they play Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Spurs, and Leicester. And there's a blank in there. Yeah. Just careful. And uh, just something to uh, for fantasy managers to think about differently, because I don't think we need to touch on it too much. In terms yeah. of goalkeepers, bargain yeah. goalkeeper, I think Nick Pope has been showing some good good uh, character there because he's been getting points. Yeah. Yes, he's a little bit more expensive than uh, what's Brighton's goalkeeper that ever, Ryan, hey? That's who Brighton's yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. It's a little bit more, but he's getting the points. I mean, he's saving a lot. He saved some penalties and... If you're looking for a cheap goalkeeper, he's a little bit more expensive than Ryan. I think he's also an option people can take, especially with Bernie's form. Um, besides Allison, in the form guide, Pope is the next best keeper. And he's averaging more than a clean sheet a game. He's at 6.5 points per game in his last five game weeks. He's been absolutely amazing for Burnley. And Burnley, with his resurgence, even against the bigger teams, has been so good that you have to look at Pope at the moment. And and he's also putting his hand up to go to Euros as well. So it's a big thing at the moment. Besides the Arsenal game, yes, Saints away, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, and Spurs got a striker at home. So in the next five game weeks, it could be worth the punt. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even though he's playing Arsenal, he's playing in Arsenal without a bombing. So if you are thinking about it, it could be worth the risk. It is a risk. But I think it could be worth the risk, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, before we finish up, captains, give me what's your choice for this week. Captain choice for this week. This is a tough week, uh, being it that everybody plays each other. So you don't want to bet against another big team to do badly, but you have to look at Salah. Salah is the one that is the big player that could be the one that destroys from there. It's Southampton going up against the old boys again. And I, and I just like Liverpool at home. Liverpool at home have been amazing the last two years. Practically, they haven't lost a game. So my choice would be Salah and take your punt. I would say Aguero away at Spurs because he has an amazing record against Spurs. And the cheeky option, let's go Troy Deeney um, against mm. Everton. That could be a game that could fly. That's an interesting one. Okay, awesome. Andrew, thank you so much again for your time, man. I hope you have a great weekend and enjoy the football. And please take three points off of City for me. We'll do our best, bud. We'll do our <laughs> best. All the best. I'll see Thanks you next so week. Much, Bye.